You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 30. I'm Jessica Pearson, certified body image and weight loss coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative nutrition therapist. Something came up with me recently that made me think of this concept, which is the fear of success and how it can apply to all of us, whether it is in relation to your health goals, maybe it's like business, work, finances, relationships. We see it in various ways with clients. So I figured it was relevant for me to bring it here to have a chat with Beth about it for you. So a while ago, I read this book and I say a while ago, it's probably been like several years, right? This is like oh. pre-pandemic. <laughs> oh, I thought this was a new book. No, I don't no. read. I mean, I like... <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It's, I don't prioritize reading because I have a toddler and very limited time on things that get done, but I do yearn to read. That is what I'd like to do. But this book I read probably 2019 and I actually listened to it because Audible is my friend. Because as you know, when I read, I just fall asleep. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, Audible just <laughs> makes it easier for me to consume that kind of content. Have you read this book? I mean, I'm re- I, what is the name of the book? Oh, did I not tell you? It's called no. The Big It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. No. Okay. I've not heard of this book. Actually, I've... Did you tell yeah. me about it like back in the day? I'm sure. I'm okay. sure because it was it's so good. And I feel like a lot like in the coach world is brought up quite a bit. But like a, the major premise of this book is the concept of having an upper limit. So like despite wanting so much to achieve something, we are designed to self-sabotage ourselves from going above and beyond what we know to be true and safe. Mm. So we would we talked about discomfort last week and we would mm-hmm. rather be in the discomfort we know to be true and perceivably safe than to leap into the unknown of something new. Okay. So I, I just recently got coached on this because our business is growing. And as I've come back from maternity leave so slowly, I started to think like, uh-oh, what if I get too busy? What if I'm too successful and I drop balls with clients or I can't find the time to take care of myself? Like I just started having all of these like thoughts about like, what are the reasons why I shouldn't be successful? Even though you have like clear limits on your scheduling, by the way, just... Oh yeah, I'm excellent at boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Just pointing that out. Well, I mean, because one of those questions was like, are my limits too clear? Like, should I just open it wide open? Like, what am I doing to myself? Am I blocking myself from reaching this next level, right? And I kind of realized I was having this fear of reaching my goals and you know, despite feeling really ready and wanting to be there, right? Mm -hmm. And in ways I already am there, which I'll explain in a second, but it's like, it's just so easy for our brain to focus on what we don't have than what we do. I don't know. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, it does. I mean, I would say I do have a version of these thoughts I mean, I think we all do, even sometimes on minor levels, like it could just be a moment. It could be like one fleeting thought or it could be kind of a pattern. And so for me, Mm -hmm. I felt like it was kind of becoming this pattern, like this thought of what if I get too busy was actually kind of 
causing me to show up in a way that made me less busy, right? And then that's like not helpful at all. And then I'm actually not getting to the goal that mm-hmm. I want to go. So I got coached on it. And in this coaching session, I got to actually first identify, oh yeah, I'm actually feeling fear. And so I had to process that fear in order to kind of work on letting go of those thoughts. So like, even when we know that thought is like silly Mm -hmm. or intellectually, we know this is not a helpful thought. We still feel it in our body to be true, right? It's like, you still feel the fear, even if it's not like, oh, I don't know why I'm feeling this or why I should feel this because I know that my thought isn't real, but we still feel the fear, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like coaching is kind of a place to reveal those thoughts that we're kind of judging. Like it's hard not to, when you have a thought that you don't think you should have, that's judgment. So in order like to kind of unlock yourself from them, it's like we have to lay them out on the table without judgment and just kind of let them sit with us, right? Instead of ignoring it or not listening to it. Mm-hmm. And so in that coaching session, we focused on the emotion, which was fear. And then after that, which was, this was a group coaching session. And so those are always so fun and challenging at the same time, because you're just being so vulnerable, right? In front Mm -hmm. of like a group of strangers, but there's something that feels also like really amazing about that because those people are witnessing you, but they also, I mean, in so many ways, they have the same issues, right? Like we think that our problems are unique to us, but We can all learn something from everybody else's struggles, right? Correct. And so anyway, the coach, after I was just crying to a group of strangers, she kind of pointed out, she was like, like, of course you will drop balls. And then I was like, oh, like she took me to the scary point in my mind and was like, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. I was like, wait. And then I was like, I can drop a ball even not being full. Like I, yeah. Oh, and that was the point. I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally dropping balls already. Like, and then I just picked them right back up and it's Mm -hmm. fine. But it's like, I was too stuck in this fear of something to see that I was actually already doing it and it was totally fine and safe. And like, my clients are happy and things are going great. Mm -hmm. But it's like, we just kind of get stuck in these places of our brain that don't allow us to see things clearly or to be able to move forward in a way that feels good. Right. Right. So like your brain is wired to self-sabotage because success is new. Mm Mm-hmm. And your brain doesn't love new, right? New feels unsafe. So it's actually our brain's job to do whatever it thinks it needs to do to feel safe. And like our goals are actually not tigers that are chasing us, right? Mm -hmm. It just takes us learning how to be able to manage those feelings and thoughts in order to set new habits or to reach that goal that we want. Yeah, so we might see this in clients who really struggle with their capacity to believe and to be successful at their own body image or health goals because they have struggled so much that they only know the struggle. So then fear of of not being in the same place and being in is so real, you know, like, oh, what if I actually do accept myself or what if I actually do lose the weight that I want to lose to be at my natural weight or get on this consistent pattern that I show up for myself no matter what, like that is really scary for people and they do really get stuck Mm -hmm. for a bit trying to get over that hump. It's like, what does it mean? Like if you show up 
as this new changed person, it's like, oh, is that going to change my relationships with the people already in my life? Or what are the other effects that this change is going to create? And that feels scary. Yeah, because so many things potentially will change. Like you know, for you, your fear of success, that does change like what your day in and your day out looks like. There would be some less flexibility with being able to do certain types of appointments or going to do certain things with your son or, you know, whatever. Like there would be less, there would be some less gaps. You'd be full through the day, but also like your bank account would look very different. But you know what's also funny? Also have the thought, what if I have too much money? <laughs> Which is such an example of like how our thoughts are crazy. It's like, what yeah. does that mean? Like, I don't even believe that there is such a thing. And then I'm like, oh my God, what if I'm greedy? You know, it's like, it just, you can go down the spiral of unhelpful ways of thinking. Very much it's so. Like, what does that even mean? So, yeah. I don't know. This is the stuff I wish that we were taught in school, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't know, just to give y'all a broader example, you probably might be already familiar with stories about lottery winners, the statistics that like 70% of them go broke within the first few years of this windfall. And we all just assume that winning millions of dollars feels amazing and only amazing, right? But does it? Mm -hmm. It probably brings up all kinds of things, difficult situations with friends and family, things that feel new or awkward, And like that capacity to Mm -hmm. hold on to that win is the capacity to sit with that discomfort of all these new experiences and feelings. Yeah, because you're finally getting to do and purchase all the things that you ever wanted to, but with not a lot of forethought (laughs) that it could go, that you can blow through all of it. Yeah, or you just think, oh, now that I can have everything that I want, I'm going to feel amazing. And then you buy all of the mm-hmm. things and you still feel like the same person and you're like, right. something has gone terribly wrong, <laughs> which is like, what is yeah. success? Right. Sometimes we paint this picture of what is it supposed to look and feel like? like what is it? Right. We paint this beautiful, perfect fantasy. And like, what if it, mm-hmm. what if success is not that? So like sometimes we experience a win and when that win doesn't feel mm-hmm. how we think it's supposed to feel, maybe like winning the lottery and we're supposed to feel 100% amazing all the time, but then maybe it feels like that and it also feels terrible. Your brain is like something has gone terribly wrong because I'm still experiencing this negative emotion. This isn't what winning is supposed to feel like. So we as humans do all these weird pivots to continue to seek this imaginary place that doesn't exist. And to me, it's like, oh, that might kind of sound like a bummer, (laughs) right? Like, guess what? You're always going to feel good and bad. It's like, oh, it's actually great news, right? Because we just talked about experiencing discomfort and that really is the key to life, right? It's understanding that we will experience things that feel terrible and things that feel good along the way. We were chatting before this. We're like, it's just really hard to be a human. (laughs) It is. I grapple with it on a very... Very, very, very regular basis. I just find it so hard. Like all the ups and downs, the concepts in my head. And yeah. Yeah. So we don't get to escape the human experience, right? It's normal to find moments where we feel Mm -hmm. afraid to see our goals in sight. Like that's totally normal. 
and even the more like we get tastes of it, right? Like you might get a glimpse of a goal and then it's like, whoa, what is that? It feels scary. And then we like turn around and go back because we feel safer in whatever misery we're currently feeling than whatever new misery we don't understand ahead of us. The reason why I brought this to you guys and what I want you all to take away with is like, if you have this awareness, that's already this amazing first step. And then if you can actually have any self-compassion for yourself for doing this, because I think that was part of it too. I, I And it's normal is to judge ourselves for having this thought like, oh, I shouldn't be scared. This is what I wanted. It's like, no, you could be scared and still want something, right? Like they, two things can be true. And so just having that compassion, I think really will get you out of it a lot more quickly. And then also just asking for help or support. You know, the more that I'm meeting people who are super successful at anything, whether it's relationships or career or whatever, like they have help, right? Like whether it's a business partner or an assistant or coaches or therapists or just super supportive family or whatever, it's like, it's okay to not do it alone. Yeah. So one more thing that I just want to share was like, I was at this conference and I was looking at, I don't know, there were like 30 people on stage who had just made their first million. And one thing I thought was kind of cool is that they were asked to share, like, would you be willing to share one of your like darkest moments (laughs) within that journey (laughs) (laughs) or win? And it's so good because you see Mm -hmm. these people maybe on social media, which we're always putting our best foot forward and trying to be attractive. Mm -hmm. So being able to get some insight into their struggles or their problems was really insightful and powerful for me. And basically the kind of takeaway was like, hey, you know, it, it did suck where you're sitting right now. And it kind of sucks where I'm sitting right now too. And it's also amazing where you're sitting right now in some ways. And it's also amazing where I'm sitting in different ways. And so like, that seems really obvious, I guess, when you say it out loud like that. But like, it just helped me so much to be like, we all have this 50-50 no matter where we're at. And like, it's normal to have fear of your success, whether that's the weight or, you know, your health goal. There are people that get afraid to feel better. It's almost like they potentially are afraid to think that they could get mm-hmm. better. Which is so fascinating. That it that it would actually be, that it could be true yeah, for it's them. so fascinating. And that's why just being like, hey, take these, your health goal. And like, that's okay. Do you ever notice like sometimes when people have like illness or like, symptoms like they get attached to those too very much and it's so. so interesting yeah I do feel yeah I mean that does happen I feel like people get so used to feeling terrible that the thought that they could feel better is something that they're often seeking they're always seeking to and that's feel why just better. being like, hey, take these, you know, supplements or take this medicine or let me just tell you what to eat doesn't really work, right? Because it's not just about, oh, here are the obvious actions you need to be doing. It's like what is going on mentally and emotionally that we need to work through in order to be able to even do those things. Uh I just I don't have any like follow-up commentary. I'm just kind of you know, just like taking it in and just like, oh, let me just like process this for myself yeah. too, right? Like there's always more to keep yeah. processing. Always more to keep processing. And I feel like this is like it can keep going because every time it's like every goal that you meet, it's like, okay, what's the next goal? And like 
Yeah. Cause that's how we are designed. Like that's how we've continued to get advancements in technology is like, there's always the more always. And then on the flip side, there's almost like discomfort or fear of contentment, right? <laughs> like, if like, oh, I don't have any more goals or like, I don't feel like I have a goal right now, or I don't know what my goal should be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what if you're just like content, but like that feels terrible. Yeah. That's scary for some people to experience that, to be like, oh, I'm not, if I'm not working on myself or working towards something, then what am I doing? And I'm like, well, just maintaining what you Yeah, just being, right? Like there's so much discomfort in just being. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to my rant. (laughs) Thank you for sharing it. I think it's a good one. We keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture or that perpetuate diet culture in some way. These are often the subtle ways it creeps in, which is why we are shining a light on it and sharing it with you. I received something from a client. Her algorithm is spot on with all the weird stuff. I love it so much and I hope that it remains that way. But anyways, so she got a TikTok And it was the prison pickle diet. So this fella who posted on TikTok was talking about how in prison, I guess there's like a lot of like cheap high starch food. So guys will gain weight. And so then in order to lose said weight, and then they would get the cheapest thing, which is because they don't, I don't have like a lot of disposable income when you're in prison. So one of the cheapest things apparently to get at the commissary is a pickle. And so then you eat a pickle for dinner every night. And he's like, I've seen people lose a hundred pounds by having the pickle diet. I'm like, wait, what? So he's not necessarily promoting that you do the prison pickle diet. However, because he's just like giving information. So I saw, she sent me the recording of the TikTok from her screen recording. So then I went and Googled it and it's the only, he's the only one that comes up that talks about prison pickle diet. It's not a well-known thing. And so what I'm thinking is that he's just sharing his, so what it turns out is that he apparently was once in prison. So he's like sharing his experience of like, these were the things that I saw. However, what I fear is that even though he's just like sharing this information as like, well, look at what happened here is that then somebody will be like, well, let me try that. And so then people are going to start eating a pickle. Right. Somebody somewhere is going to do it. Yeah. So this is how I think some crazy diet plans can get started is like one person says something about it. I know. Like, should we even be talking about (laughs) it mentions hundred pound weight loss and people are like, I want in on that. Because it's essentially, if you think about it, it's akin to back in the day, the grapefruit diet or the cabbage diet. It's the same thing. It is one lowly fruit or vegetable that is to sustain us and have this dramatic weight. Although I think of those pickles, those are like movie theater pickles. And I know this because I craved them when I was pregnant. And I'm like, those have so much sodium. I'd be like, what is your blood pressure? Well, how do you know that those are the 
you're just guessing. I don't. I'm guessing because you're I'm guessing. like because you're yeah, just based on the economics of. I'm picturing the big tub of big fat pickles. Yeah, I mean that's what I picture too. I'm not you know thinking about little skinny Velasquez. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, not a Bubby's pickle, but yeah. So, anyways, it's, I think it's just so interesting because he's just like sharing this little factoid. But I think somebody is probably going to try it and be like, "Yeah, I'm going to lose weight." Then they will get tired of eating pickles because how many days in a row can you eat a pickle for dinner or for lunch or whatever? My God! And then they will go back to ways, and then they will gain their weight. So. Literally, as you're talking, I got a text that says, Jessica, do this for two weeks to shed 42 pounds. Shut up. Oh, we always get those. And it's always such a random... It's a random amount of time and a random amount of weight. Yeah. So like, it's obviously... usually two weeks, though. It is usually two weeks, but the amount of weight is usually random. It's Mine sometimes is like 39 pounds. pounds. It's a lot of weight in a short amount of time. Yeah, it's not possible. And it's like, they don't know me. They don't know anything about me. If I lost 42 pounds, that would be, I would, that would not be good. It would be very bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so as we speak, we are getting text yes. spammed yes. to lose weight. What happens if you click on it? That little, because is it a bit.ly link? I don't want to, I'm afraid. Because <laughs> mine's usually a bit.ly link. I've never clicked on it either because I'm it like, says oh. dualvine.co and I'm just, I'm, they're trying to steal my identity. I'm not going to do it. Okay. That's, but you it's don't just, have to get your identity stolen. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just, ugh, Yeah. No. I'm like, well, how did you get, where'd you get my number in the first place? I don't know. But yeah, if you guys find any more interesting ads, I mean, I kind of shared one on stories over the last weekend or la- the end of last week week and lots of people had it was fun it was like a fun conversation so if you're not following us on instagram which one this is about the cream yeah bleach cream for very intimate parts (laughs) are we not allowed to say butthole (laughs) essentially you can bleach your anus Well, because yeah that's not really like about dieting but it was just in the vein of hey did you know this was something you could be insecure about (laughs) It wasn't like, hey, let's solve something. I don't know. It just, the tone for me was a little off, but some people didn't perceive it that way. You know, it was also just really funny because of course I went to the comment section and in the comments they were like, yes, you do need to send us a photo. And I was thinking like, what? Yeah. Uh, People are sending photos? No. Um, So I don't know. It was just like very entertaining. So I don't know if you guys find anything that just piques your interest or you want to talk about, please like feel free to send it to us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition yeah because we all know everybody's algorithms are different and we want to see the things that you see absolutely i sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on instagram at path underscore nutrition if you're looking to work with us please visit us at our website at pathnutrition.com to get started bye everyone 